Good morning and welcome to Current Radio. It's Friday, January 19th. Danielle Brooks reveals she filmed with stand-ins on the Color Purple set after the entire cast caught COVID, and Crystal Hefner shares exclusive details about her life in the Playboy Mansion in her new book. Plus, Oprah pays tribute to her former makeup artist, Reggie Wells, and the case against Food Network star Darnell Ferguson, accused of strangling his wife, moves to grand jury. All this coverage and more, up next. Welcome to Current Radio's People Station. Please enjoy today's selection of news. In the world of film, the show must go on, even in the face of a pandemic. Danielle Brooks, known for her role in the Color Purple big screen adaptation, shared an interesting anecdote about filming a key scene with stand-ins after everyone caught COVID. Sarah, can you tell us more about this? Absolutely, Alex. Danielle Brooks, during her recent appearance on Sirius XM's The Jess Cagle Show, revealed that she and Corey Hawkins were the only original cast members present for a prominent dinner table scene. The rest of the cast had caught COVID, so stand-ins were used instead. The scene had to be filmed three different times on three different days as more cast members became available and COVID-free. That sounds like quite a challenge. How did Brooks handle this situation? Well, she described the process as giving everything and letting it go, repeating this cycle over the three days of filming. Despite the difficulties, she was okay with having to redo the scenes. She even joked about the production team wanting to have Fantasia Barino's shoulder in the shot, which wasn't considered when she was acting with stand-ins. Brooks emphasized the sacrifices made for the craft of acting, stating she would do it a hundred times over. It's clear that Brooks is dedicated to her craft. Her portrayal in The Color Purple has garnered her significant recognition, hasn't it? Indeed, Alex. Her performance has earned her a Best Supporting Actress nomination at the 2024 Critics' Choice Awards, a nomination for Best Performance by a Female Actor in a Supporting Role in Any Motion Picture at the Golden Globes. And she's also up for Outstanding Performance by a Female Actor in a Supporting Role at the 30th Annual Screen Actors Guild Awards. It's a testament to her talent and dedication. It certainly is. Thanks for the story, Sarah. Now, in a recent memoir, Crystal Hefner, widow of the late Hugh Hefner, has opened up about her life in the Playboy Mansion and her relationship with the international sex icon. Sarah, can you tell us more about this? Absolutely, Alex. Crystal's memoir, titled Only Say Good Things, Surviving Playboy and Finding Myself, gives readers a look into her life at the Playboy Mansion and her relationship with Hugh Hefner. She reveals that she was never in love with Hugh and that she served as his caregiver in his final years. She also talks about the strict rules that Hugh had for his girlfriends, including how they should look and behave. It sounds like there was a lot of control exerted over the women in the mansion. Can you elaborate on that, Sarah? Yes, Crystal describes how Hugh controlled everything about the girls, even down to their manicures. He had strict rules about everything, and even had his girlfriends come to him each week to collect their allowance. Crystal also talks about the pressure to maintain her appearance to Hugh's standards, which included bleaching her hair and avoiding certain styles that Hugh deemed trashy. What about the Playboy Mansion itself? What was life like there? Crystal describes the Playboy Mansion as more of a frat house than a fancy residence. She mentions that the mansion was not cleaned well and had issues like mold. She also talks about the animals in the house being depressed and sad-looking, which she felt was an apt analogy for the women living there. 
It's a stark contrast to the glamorous image that many people have of the Playboy Mansion and its inhabitants. Thanks for the insights, Sarah. Now, the entertainment industry is mourning the loss of Reggie Wells, a renowned makeup artist who worked with some of the biggest names in show business, including Oprah Winfrey, Beyonce, and Michelle Obama. Sarah, can you tell us more about Reggie Wells and his impact on the industry? Absolutely, Alex. Reggie Wells was more than just a makeup artist. He was a creative legend. He started his career as a city art teacher in Baltimore, then moved to New York City in the 1970s, where he quickly made a name for himself in the makeup industry. He worked with major publications like Glamour, Harper's Bazaar, and Essence. It was at Essence where he first did Oprah Winfrey's makeup for a cover shoot. And that was the beginning of a long association with Oprah, wasn't it? Yes, indeed. In 1990, Winfrey hired Wells as her full-time makeup artist. Their professional relationship blossomed into a close friendship. Wells was known for his ability to beat a face, as he would say, but he was also a comedian, keeping spirits up and the energy going on photo shoots and backstage at the Oprah Winfrey show. He was also known for his custom approach to makeup, often creating his own foundation and powder shades to match the skin tones of his clients, primarily black women. Wells's work extended beyond celebrities, didn't it? Yes, Alex. Wells once said in a 2017 interview for the Baltimore Sun, what I learned from Oprah is why I am doing this today. I'm doing this for the forgotten people of families. I'm taking unknown mothers and grandmothers and giving them the type of makeovers that Oprah would give. His passion for his work and his dedication to making everyone feel beautiful was truly remarkable. A remarkable man indeed. His legacy will certainly live on in the industry. Thank you for sharing, Sarah. In a shocking turn of events, Food Network star Darnell Super Chef Ferguson has been accused of domestic violence, including strangulation and threats to kill his estranged wife. The case has now moved to a grand jury. Sarah, can you provide more details on this? Certainly, Alex. Ferguson was arrested on January 9th in St. Matthews, a suburb of Louisville, on felony charges of burglary and strangulation. He also faces misdemeanor charges including assault, terroristic threatening, menacing, and criminal mischief. There was an additional charge of theft receipt of a stolen credit or debit card, but this was dismissed at the preliminary hearing. The grand jury hearing is scheduled for the week of February 19th. That's quite a serious list of charges. What does Ferguson's legal team have to say about this? Ferguson's attorney, Krishna Tibbs, has stated that Ferguson maintains his complete innocence and is confident that he will be exonerated when all the facts are made public. He also mentioned that Ferguson is currently focused on the well-being and safety of his family. Ferguson has pleaded not guilty and is currently out on bail. Can you share more about the incident that led to these charges, Sarah? According to a warrant filed with the Kentucky Court of Justice, Ferguson allegedly broke into his estranged wife's home, began yelling at her and punching walls. He then allegedly grabbed her by the neck and strangled her while threatening to kill her. The warrant also alleges that the victim lost consciousness during the attack and woke up on the floor. She was subsequently taken to the hospital for medical treatment. This is a deeply troubling situation. How has this affected Ferguson's career? Well, Alex, Ferguson is a celebrity chef, restaurateur and entrepreneur. He currently hosts Super Chef Grudge Match and has appeared on several Food Network shows, including Worst Cooks in America, Chopped and Guy's Grocery Games. It's unclear at this point how these charges will impact his career. It's a situation that's certainly worth keeping an eye on. Thanks for the details, Sarah.
All right, that wraps up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Current Radio. We'll see you back here tomorrow.